Judge. I am Dan Nichols, and I am joined by Brian Sanchez, who is now one of us. One, one of, of us. One of us. And Tim Wesley, who's done been my domesticated brother in spirit for a long time. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're talking about marriage. Marriage is what brought us together to die. To be, to be fair, I'm not married yet. I'm just engaged. Yeah. Counts. It counts, dude. You know what engaged is? What's that? Gearing up to be married. Yeah, I mean, yes. Which means it's practice for being married. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you. Any who's will be. For that We welcome. are going to make history today. How's that? We're going to have a Brian he- heavy episode. Hey! And no, we're not going to talk about staying in the right lane, which Brian actually does have good discipline, lane discipline with that. He does drive slower than everybody else, but he keeps his ass in the right lane most of the time. It's actually kind of funny because when I drive to work, I, I just commit to that left lane. But it's gridlock traffic. Yeah. So like, that's different. Anyways. You know. Austin traffic. Funny. California. Get out. Actually, I had a thought about that. What's up? Trump's wall. We should totally do that. But instead of building it along Texas's southern border, Texas's northern border, keep people out. And you have to have your passport to get in and out of Texas. So, so what you're saying is you want to secede? Yeah. I've kind of been done saying that. Okay. Well, yeah. right on. Yeah. Well, I'm not a, a native Texan. So. Yeah, me neither. You're already here. What do you care? Yeah, I mean, I don't. But <laughs> yeah, but but I'd like to. I'd like to leave too. Get a passport. I have a passport. There you go. What are yeah. you complaining about? Because it's a pain in the ass. Go, going through a checkpoint at the Texas border. Yeah, for people that look like me, that's difficult. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like I'm in that vein as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Will beard you and... from New York? Anyways. Anyways, wow. Um, we may have gone off topic. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, the It's also going to be another um, first for us because we're actually going to be topical Ooh, with the well, topic you today. Just, you're going to say, say that before we start. Yes. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the topic that we're discussing today mm. is Formula One. Yes. The most recent weekend that passed... That's the most roundabout way of saying last weekend. Keep in um, mind that there's going to be a weekend in between us recording this and when it comes out. No, this comes out on Monday. Right. So we have a weekend and new races in between. No. No? No. Okay. See, this is why we wanted to talk about Formula One. Because as if you've listened to this show, you'll know that these two are uh, huge fans of the Formula D. Correct. Well, yeah, and Drifting, Australian supercar. Australian supercar uh, tends to be your races of choice, correct? Correct. Uh, and Tim, you love NASCAR. This is not so. to say, though, that I um, do not share your interest with talk, Formula One. Can we just talk about Brian's like, Tim, and you, and you like NASCARs? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, does, Tim doesn't like I already. NASCAR. I was going to say, I already feel like singled out because you're like, no, you guys don't like this thing that I really like. But we both do. No, no, no. I don't specifically. 
Uh, I don't know. But you understand the allure of it, don't of you? Course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of what? What are we talking about? NASCAR? Formula One. Formula One. Okay. Formula One. Yeah, I was, I was Nobody say, understands why Formula sure One, the same... unless you're missing some We're on, that's what NASCAR. We're on the same page here. And drive a truck. NASCAR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the first race of the season, uh, as we are recording this today on the 22nd of March, uh, happened last Sunday. And uh, it was the Australian Grand Prix. It's tra- the traditional first race of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every year, every season starts off. They in go Australia. to the farthest point first because Australia is just away from everything. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, and plus they get all like lightheaded, all that blood rushing to their head because they're upside down. Anyways, yeah, science, 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 of mm-hmm. course. Um, yeah, so like like the it 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 traditionally starts there, uh, then it moves into you know like the Europe Asia. Uh, you know, so uh, this coming weekend, as you're listening to this uh, on Sunday, the race will be in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 definitely a global thing. Yes, uh, and it's the season just kicked off, so I figured it was a it would be a great time to talk about some Formula One stuff. I'm down um, specifically some things that I find interesting that have changed this year, just kind of like musings about what is going on in the world of Formula One uh, and give you guys a chance to, or for, for, give me a chance to show you guys why I think Formula One is the best racing series in the world. And that you do, in fact, know some car things. I do. You need to prove I that do. too to the I, people. I, I, apparently, I do. Because <laughs> you, you, you love to point out that I don't have that knowledge um truth be told like, usually w- make fun of brian but he knows more than the average guy he really does i do i he, have like you know how to change brakes i do know how to change brakes there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that that's Tim. very true well, i can change brakes i just choose not to <laughs> have, have i never told have i never told you the drum brake story oh see in drum brakes are yeah just we, all, we're not gonna get into that yeah. not today topic for another day but yes whose car it was had a meltdown and punched a very large dent in the fender in the quarter panel because of what happened. It was a it's an experience, and luckily I had taken pictures with my phone, yeah, because otherwise it wouldn't happen. Right. So right, right. keep an ear out because this is a topic we've been talking about for a while. The stupid shit that we never should have survived. Oh yeah. In a car. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, we need to talk about. Oh that. yeah. Fuck, dude. Dan just put that in perspective because like I put those back together. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there you go. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Mm. So, um, so yeah. So I guess like the the first thing that I'd like to talk about, I guess, is the the fact that the reason I think that a lot of people here stateside don't are, are don't have a vested interest in Formula One is because the level of coverage of Formula that Formula One gets here is very very low. And compared yes. to um, many other racing series, I mean, mm-hmm. like, and, and it's it it's 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 interesting. It's it, it, it's really weird I, because it is a global sport. It really, really is. Can I talk to ESPN and all the major networks real quick? Sure thing, guys. You know as well as I do, folks aren't listening to and watching NASCAR nearly as much. You know how you fix your rating system? Put on Formula One. Those who have been disenfranchised from NASCAR, there you go. It's a racing yeah. series that they can get on board with. And, um, oh, the rest of the world follows F1. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So it is actually uh, last year 
it moved. So there, there were, the only network that you could watch Formula One on on a regular basis up until last year was NBC Sports. So unless you had the specific sports package, you were not watching these races on like a regular cable package. Yeah, you had to like buy a, like an internet subscription or try and find like some kind of pirated broadcast online. It's a wonder why cable's dying. Yeah, I know, right? So I can't watch this on YouTube. Uh, Outside of highlights, I don't believe so. No, um, that but makes there things are, difficult for me because yeah. of I don't have cable. There, there right. are a lot of services out there that you can get a la carte. So Motor Trend on Demand, for instance, mm. they cover. Um, they do have F one highlights. They don't have the rights to show it live, but they do for like Formula D and Australian Supercar. Formula and, D is for free on YouTube. Uh, what am I thinking of then? I forget. But yeah. anyways, like there's so, drifting competitions yeah. that are on. It, anyways. So th- this is this has historically been a problem for Formula One in like its popularity in the states. Yeah. Um, last year, the governing entities of Formula One, uh, it was sold to an American media company. So now the sport is controlled by an American media company. They see that it is a problem with ratings and popularity in the States, and they are actively trying to fix this. So last year, Well, that it moved, will always work. Uh-huh. Yeah, you give it to some uh, hedge fund managers. They always make it work. Well, I mean, I, if, if you look at nope. some of the, the changes that they've made in the last two years, and that's kind of the, the bulk of what I want to talk about. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really becoming something that I really think more people in the States are going to end up watching because of these things. Uh, number one, they moved from NBC Sports Network to ESPN. So now ESPN, you can watch, they broadcast the races live. Now, granted, mm-hmm. 90% of the races happen in the middle of the night on Saturday night. So it's 2 o'clock in the morning, midnight, 4 o'clock in the morning, because it's in China, Japan, Australia, Bahrain, yeah. you know, those different parts of the world. So the scheduling of it is difficult. You know, it's not going to happen prime time all the time. But there are dudes, There's, namely your brother, who TiVo NASCAR right. and watch it all night. Yeah, and so that's that's the beauty of what ESPN has done, is you, you can watch... Every practice session and qualifying and the race on a replay through their app. And that's if you, awesome. If you have an ESPN, like, like if you have ESPN through your cable provider, mm-hmm. you can sign in with your cable provider. Uh, you can also do like, they have a paid subscription as well that you can do that. Yeah. Um, however, they've gone, F1 has gone one step further this year mm. and they've launched their own streaming service. So now you can nice. watch it directly from F1. Do you so know you get how much the that same? Costs? I believe it's like fifteen dollars a month, something like that. That's about average. For, it's yeah, and that's average. Like yeah. that's that's not un, not not doable. Yeah. But, and think of it this way: How many channels do you really watch yourself on? Uh, on fill in the blank cable dish provider. Yeah. Maybe three or four. Uh, three or four channels. Yeah. Pay fifteen bucks a month for those channels, you're coming out on top. Yeah, and it's, then get Netflix for fifteen bucks, and now you literally don't have to go back to cable. Yeah, ever. yeah. We, uh, I mean, we have like the most basic cable package that you can get. Um, we have like seven channels. 
Um, it's like it's like the local NBC, yeah. ABC kind of package just to have like local news stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we never watch it. We yeah. absolutely never watch no. it. Um, Why would you? you know? And as most a lot of people now do. Yeah. So I had um, I had Dish for two years. Yeah. I figured it out. I turned on my TV four times <laughs> to watch something on there. Every single one of those times yeah. was the new Supernatural series. You would. I mean, yeah. we watched it. Uh, Melissa watches The Bachelor. That's the only reason that we actually have a cable package at all. It's because yeah. she watches The Bachelor, The Bachelor, and things sure like that. I'm sure that there is a subscription service you can get on. Probably. That. At some point, I'm going to allow you to talk about F1. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Um, so it's, it's becoming more and more accessible for folks to watch these races. Yeah. So that's, that's a dang good thing. Um, I agree. I absolutely agree. So... What's up, Tim? So I actually have the, the, the service is called Sky Sports F1. That's it. And it's about 10 euros a month. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously looking on a UK website. But yeah. 10 pounds a month. So yeah, about 15 because uh, the so there's an app. is like oh, 10 a pound. Yeah, I should have done this beforehand, but there's oh, an app you, through the app store. Uh, it's called, I think it's F1.tv. Yeah. I honestly think and that's what it is. British Sterling, uh, obviously it fluctuates day to day on the conversion rate to the U- US, but... A rule of thumb, a dollar fifty to one British sterling. So You're right, ten. F1 TV. Yeah, F one dot TV. There you go. It's, Everybody yeah. go and get it it's right F- now. F one F one TV. It's just F one TV. It's available in your app store. Um, not sponsored. Not to mention that uh, again, not sponsored. It comes to Coda, and you so can get relatively inexpensive tickets to go out there. Yeah, all day. So that's that's another thing that they've been pushing the last couple of years, and you will continue to see, especially now that it's owned by a media company, like an American mm-hmm. media company, is an American presence in the sport. So not only yeah. did they bring back, you know, the United States Grand Prix a few years ago when Circuit of the Americas opened and they signed that contract and stuff, um, two years ago, uh, Haas, which mm-hmm. they race NASCAR. They race uh, sprint cars, uh, like um, like yeah. little, the midget cars, the little yeah. drifters. Um, well, I believe they do drag cars you as can't well. Say midget anymore. Um, that's what it's, it's the racing I know. series. I <laughs> um, you know they they have they have a long long history of racing. And three years ago, I, I think this is their third year now. Yeah, um, they've brought back an American team into Formula One, and that's cool. That is. Fantastic. Yep. Specifically when you look at their performance. Now, they haven't been winning races because in the last few years, one of the biggest knocks on Formula One is that it's the same two teams, essentially four drivers that win races. But that's that's the thing is that when it becomes that, and this really happens with any sport, you become more invested and more interested in who takes three through five. Yeah. And that's where the, the real drama in Formula One, I think is 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 has been lately. Yeah, um, it's a fantastic thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have uh, a team. I believe they said that their entire team consists of two hundred and twenty people, which sounds like a lot. But hey, Brian, how many people are are in on the Ferrari uh, F one team? I think I think I heard that the Ferrari F one team uh, it consists of about twenty one hundred people. Okay, so uh, a tenth. Yes. <laughs> um, and not to mention, this isn't like uh, football where you have like a salary cap and a set number of, 
dollars that you can dump spend. Dump all the it's money into dump it. Dump everything that you can. So yeah. not only do you have that number of people, but you have the backing of Ferrari. You have the backing of yeah. Mercedes. You have yeah. the backing of the you know these you know Red manufacturers. Bull. Like exactly like now Red Bull is an interesting uh, dynamic because Red Bull has a Formula One team, but they are not. A manufacturing or or they're not even traditionally a racing team. They're an energy drink company. Yeah, but, but they, they are have, involved in anything that goes fast. Correct. Yeah. And so they have invested so much over the past you know years that they've been in Formula One, which actually has been for a while. Yeah. They actually have. And technically they have two teams. Mm-hmm. Technically. They have the Red Bull racing team, and then they have kind of like a secondary team uh, of theirs. It's called Toro Rosso, which is yeah. Italian for Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's kind of it's kind of like their B squad. Uh, they have two other drivers there, mm-hmm. but they are run as a separate team and they, like, entirely. But still and they good. compete against each other. They're pretty good. They're pretty decent. Yeah. So, um, you know, so there's there's a lot of things that are happening in the sport that ge- there's generating a lot of interest from not only from people that have been watching F1 for a long time, mm-hmm. but People that are new to it, they're starting to get attracted to it because hey, of these things. Are they making it more interesting by instituting different rules? I mean, slightly, yes, but not... Actual, but it's actual, like, physical changes to the car. Correct. It's not... We're going to change this rule so, like, during this lap and this lap, you can earn so many points. Well, that- Right. That's, yeah. Like that's I'm the kind of thing. Yeah. That's He's the kind of thing that NASCAR. No, I did. <laughs> that is the kind of thing that NASCAR has done. Um, I am on record saying that I actually think that that some of the things that NASCAR has done recently have been good for the sport. It makes it a bit more enjoyable to watch. But the biggest knock that I have against NASCAR is solved by Formula One, yeah. and that is the length of the race. And I'm not talking yep. like the distance. I'm talking about the amount of time. That you have to physically invest into watching a NASCAR race as mm-hmm. opposed to watching a Formula One race. Yeah. Not to mention that the cars go faster. <laughs> I mean, they, they do. They, they drive really in rain. Do. Yes. Uh, they drive in rain. Yep. You know, the there weather, are no rain delays in F1. There yeah. are no rain delays. I mean, there. It would have to be. Like, it it, get, super it has dangerous. to get to a point where there is, there is legit standing water mm-hmm. on multiple sections well, of the track. Yeah. They At that point, it is unsafe that, that, yeah, it's for just anyone unsafe. to be on the track. But if it's, if it's drizzling, yeah. if it's slick, they have wet weather tires, and they still go. Yeah. And obviously, they're not going to be going 200 miles an hour because it's right. almost impossible to be doing those And at least the windshield and but they uh, still roof actually block a lot of that rain. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, when you're going 200, you don't need no roof. Nah. Right, right. Went through the hair, bro. Yeah. It's... um. Yeah, so the the average length of a NASCAR race, I believe, is four, four and a half hours. Yeah, something like that. Um, the average An afternoon. Yeah. Um, uh, Formula One races are two. Yeah. And, and uh, there you, are certain races throughout mm-hmm. the year that if for whatever reason, if there's a bunch of like safety cars that come out and mm-hmm. like it's going long, yeah, there's a track curfew. Yeah. So oh, yeah. at the end of the time that they're allowed, that's the end of the race. Right. So it's, it's happening quick, and you've got to do it now, and there's no waiting around. And I can, I can already hear the NASCAR people d- blowing up the Facebook that don't listen to this podcast. Um, they're going to say, well, 
if you're enjoying it to be a shorter period of time, you don't like it as much as we like NASCAR. No. NASCAR is boring to watch. It is the gulf of racing. Yes, it takes a very, very long time. And it's not necessarily just about the time investment. Just fucking get it over with. You know? Like, here's, here, here's the thing. Um, in a NASCAR race, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a driver and I make a mistake... I still have probably three or four chances to make up for that mistake. I literally and thought still you were going to say three to four hundred laps. Oh, yeah, well, which you would have. Too. I mean, it's true. Like if I have if I have an uh, you know an issue on the third lap of the race, you've got there's a very good chance laps. that I can come back in and still yeah. win that race. Yeah. And now some people would say that that's a good thing because a lot of times that issue is not your fault. It's not something that you know somebody well, hits you. Yeah. But. With Formula One, you have to put a perfect race together in order to win. Right. You can't have no a single rubbing mistake. Bumpers because there are no bumpers. There are no bumpers. <laughs> if I touch you, if you touch me, we're, we're both done. And pretty dead. much. And dead. Yes. <laughs> um, but not we really. Had, There's a lot of safety well, stuff that's there. Been is, but three years ago, mm -hmm. uh, Jules Bianchi. Yep. You know, in I think it was it was China or Japan. Um, took a blow to the head mm -hmm. uh, during with, with a wreck that he had during the race and was uh, airlifted to the hospital and uh, two days later he was pronounced dead. Yeah. It happens. It, it happens far too often in Formula One. That's something, you know, it's, 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 it's a fact, it's, it's, a, it's a part of the sport. The right. level of danger mm -hmm. is a part of the sport. But I also would say that that makes it a bit more intriguing to watch. Right. Is the level of There's risk the, yeah. that's involved in this. Um. Are you planning on talking about the Halo? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. a couple of changes to the cars that I was going okay. to yeah. bring up. No, by all means. Um, yeah. So over the past few years, um, one of the big knocks on Formula One has been the lack of overtaking. Uh, there's been sure. plenty of races that have been crazy boring. And I'll admit it. I mean, I'm a huge Formula One fan, but I'll admit it. A lot of times... Huge chunks of the race are not all that exciting. There's not a ton of overtaking happening. Mm -hmm. You know, well, and the one that you were watching today, because it, it, you were watching it a yeah, little late. Yeah, I was late, watching. But the leader was 17 seven, seconds yeah. at one of, point, At one point, Valtteri Bottas was leading the Australian Grand Prix by 17 seconds. That which is might as well absurd. be an hour. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's absurd. It is absurd. Um, so they've done a lot of things like... Um, they've widened the wheelbases, they've adjusted the aerodynamics to create less downforce to try and slow the cars down. But they so widened the, dri the drive well, wheels. That one, that one not specifically to slow the cars down, but like yeah. they've, they've done things where they, they used to race V12s yeah. and V10s. Yep. I'm, I'm fairly certain they're doing 8s now. But yeah. and they are hybrid and eights. They might be, they might be sixes. Well, I'm not entirely sure to be completely So let me just put it out there real quick. Um, Formula One cars since like the mid early nineties have been hybrids. Mm -hmm. They have what is called a kinetic energy recovery system. Basically when the car is braking, right? Mm -hmm. And braking. all of that, it actually puts power into a battery. And now it doesn't run on the battery all the time, but when they're on a straightaway or when they feel like it, they hit a button and it gives them an extra oomph. 
and they can actually button. yeah it's it's basically when you're playing a video game it's nitrous for that like eight seconds nine seconds or yeah. it's less than that time delay yeah yeah it's it's a very short period of time but again when that passing opportunity does arise in f1 that what it's called curs it actually gives them that extra oomph and actually the uh um uh, Automotive industry has started to embrace it. Um, Mazda 6 has something called the E-Loop. Basically the same thing. It's a energy recovery system. A lot of a lot of the things that trickle down into your like, consumer, you know, consumer vehicles and it, comes the, from racing like that. Right. And like, that kind of granted, stuff. the E-Loop system is meant to improve fuel economy. Yeah. But it came from racing, which well, is cool. Well, and you know, what? Well, do, you, do you have a point you're going to make? What's up, Tim? Remember that thing you just talked about there, Dan? Curse? This is how the Prius runs. Nobody cares, Tim. <laughs> Nobody cares what your black egg does, okay? It does look like a fucking egg. <laughs> Anyways, please continue, Brian. I, I, to me, um, that technology is some of the most ingenious stuff in F1. It's, yeah. it's so ingenious in the way that it works, the way that it's packaged, mm-hmm. and it doesn't weigh hardly anything. Yeah. And that's the crazy part because batteries weigh yeah. a lot. A lot. Yeah. You want to talk about feats of engineering. Yeah. Like these, these cars are spaceships, man. Mm-hmm. They are absolute spaceships. Yep. Um, it's, it's insane the uh, wheel to tech hear. Alone. Yeah, yeah. To hear people talking about you know, aspects of the car. You know, and then the drivers, they relay the, this information back to their teams while going 200 miles an hour around corners with a, a steering wheel that if you've ever seen these steering wheels. So these steering wheels are custom hardware with controls that are specifically made for each driver because they have, yeah. to, they, they have their preferences and stuff. So the teams mm-hmm. build these things for them. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean... Does half a dozen like engine modes, suspension modes, yep. you know, things that the driver will have to make changes during the race yep. in order to make sure that they can keep pace with right. what's going it's on not, on the track. It's, it's not Australian supercar. It's not NASCAR when there's like, hey, can you stiffen up the suspension a little? Comes yeah. in and spends 10 seconds doing it. No. Click of a button in the moment. Go. Yeah. It's genius stuff. Yeah. It really, really is. Again, spaceship. Yeah. Actually, um, spaceships wish that they were that advanced. <laughs> I mean, the way I think about the F1 steering wheels are you ever seen like the Batmobile steering wheel? Yes. That's what it looks like. Essentially. With, with more buttons. Yeah, with, with more buttons. Oh, and let's not and forget. And a clutch on the back because the clutch is not on the floor. Yeah. It's on the back of the steering wheel. Yeah. And let's not forget, too, that, oh, and on the back are your shifter paddles. And your shifters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. How yeah. do you clutch? Like, how do you press There's, the. So, so there's, from what I can tell, there's usually it's two on one side and one on the other. So you go upshift, downshift, and then your clutch will be like on your bottom. So you'll do it with like your pinky, yeah, or some of that, or like your bottom two fingers, and like it's that an electronic. Thing. It's not hydraulic. It's yeah, not gotcha. yeah. tension. It's it's pretty nuts. You um, need to keep that mic up there because it, I'm sure that the people are sitting there. You're, I know you're not used to talking the whole time. Okay, it's <laughs> very true. The people are like, why does Brian keep dropping off? I keep I have my mic up when I'm talking. I got a couple questions. Like, I want to know if you yeah. have the answers. Right? What's up, man? So I'm on F1's website, and I'm looking at the car designs. Sure thing. Um, a lot of the cars actually look really similar in design. Yep. 
the intake, uh, like the big scoop mm-hmm. on the top that's above the driver's head. On the top over the seat. Yeah. I'm curious about Mercedes and Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other car seems to be pretty similar in how theirs are shaped. Do we know, A, why Ferrari's is a triangle, and B, why Mercedes is enormous? So that's the... I mean, honestly, I, have, I don't have a specific answer why curious. theirs is a triangle. Um, all I know is that sort of... So, like, it's not like in NASCAR where, like, every detail of Correct. the shape of the body and everything has to conform to standards. Uh, there are definitely standards. There's standards for width of the front splitter. There's, you know, like, your rear spoilers. Your intakes can be a certain size. But wait a sure, second. Like that. The teams are able to build a car. Correct. Ah. Kind of. We've talked yeah. about this before with Brian about how some teams would like kind of graze that gray area mm-hmm. where they're like, nobody said we couldn't do this. Yes. Again, and so that's, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough to yeah. win. And, so, and that's, that's why you end up seeing a handful of, of teams do one shape of like an intake or uh, like last year there was, uh, there was a redesign or a change in the rules where the... I guess like the rear portion of the body, like like the body panel that comes off of the intake, mm-hmm. there was no rule saying like how tall you could keep that and how long you could make that. So some teams, while they were doing wind tunnel testing, found that if they did this essentially like a shark fin, yeah. it was just like a flat If you look at prototype piece, one uh, Audi TDI uh, race cars, yeah. that thin on the back they basically put it on f1 cars yeah so some teams were running that um f1 very quickly the fia was like yeah you guys aren't doing that next year hey but they got um, they got a year being able to use it exactly and <laughs> some teams liked it some some teams had only like half of one because they found that it worked best for them because that's yeah. the thing there's such variation in these cars they have leeway to do that and in drivers you will find they tailor different the things. car exactly. to the driver Absolutely. which it's is super cool for the driver so yeah um, that's, of, and that, that's what becomes, uh, it's like a whole other level of intrigue here is mm-hmm. what these engineering teams are yeah. able to do. It's fantastic. Well, and that's the thing too, is that we could go into an entire episode if we researched it enough in F1 tires. Yeah. yeah. There is so much tech that Pirelli, which mm-hmm. is the provider of yep. tires, puts into that. And then depending on race conditions, the governing body comes in and goes, you can use these two types of tires, right? Three. They, three. So they allot three different compounds and a wet tire. But there's tire. like six. Uh, yeah. So like last, <laughs> so they, they actually redid that this year. Um, they're going to be different compounds for each um, track, but essentially they're only going to be labeled as soft, medium, and hard okay. to make it simplified. Okay. That's something that, the lay fan was watching, mm. and last year you had hards, mediums, softs, super softs, ultra softs, and hyper softs. <laughs> like pillow. Yeah. So you had you had and and the only thing that, that distinguishes foam. them is the color. <laughs> I know, right? It's memory foam tires. Um, so they, but they only allot three compounds. So like one yeah. weekend it would be you have the. You know, ultra softs, the super softs, and the soft. How many sets, too? That's important in racing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the actual number, but they are... It's a finite amount. They're restricted. Uh, yes. They yeah. are restricted to a certain number of sets. However, the team is allowed to pick how many different ones of each one. So, like, 
I want like, something like three sets of soft, three sets of hard, three sets of mediums. Yeah, you know, three you know or whatever Which, it is. But so, if they want um, one of the teams like this week, four went uh, and like one set of the softest compound and did one extra set of the hardest. That would last longer, yeah, but they didn't have as much grip say. for strategy and stuff. For, so they can for those who are listening who aren't familiar with the soft, medium, hard, softs, and as the softer you get, the more grippy it is. But the quicker that the tire goes away, yeah, it will and wear out. It, you know, turns to smoke or part of the racetrack. Yeah. The harder compound does not grip as well, nearly as well, but it will last, it will last much for longer. a longer period of time. Typically. So you don't have to. Typically, so you don't have to pit as often. Yeah, it, and so that, that's what we're talking about yeah. here. And then in Formula One rules, you have to use two different compounds of tire during the race. So if you start the race on softs, at some point during the race, you have to run either your mediums or your hards. Right, um, or ultra soft or, uh, memory yeah. foam. Well, and but now moving Cloud forward is just compound. soft, medium, and hard, which I yeah. think was a fantastic. And of course, the wet. <laughs> yeah, there's a wet weather tire that has right. So I have a question. So, so What's up? if they have to have that, if they have to have two different compounds per race, let's say that it rains the whole race. Do they have to like run on slicks like for a lap or something? I believe under wet conditions they forego that rule. Okay, that just I a question. Just That's a very good question. I've never, mm. I've never watched a race that it's been entirely in right. the rain like that. Yeah. So it like it, they'll granted, start it, off on wets and yeah. then like after like five laps, like it'll the, the track will start to dry out. Yeah. And then they'll come back in and they'll they'll move to the, the softs or whatever. And it, that's the thing is that I'm sure that that happens very irregular yeah. in sure. the four years that i've been watching like regularly i can't remember that happening okay but so the allocation of the wheels uh each car's full race weekend is allocated uh 13 sets of dry weather tires four sets of intermediate tires and three sets of wet tires, wet tires. that's right there that's is the intermediate as well which isn't full rain and isn't full correct slick. Fun fact, which may be different now because it's been, uh, as Brian stated, been broken down into the three compound types. Uh, they are designated by color on Correct. the. Yep. So you'll see the stickers or paint on the wheels, on the tires. Excuse me. Um, mm -hmm. And the colors, at least last season, because this is actually listing. This was, this was fun to see yeah. the, the different colors on the on the tires. So uh, Hypersoft was pink, Ultrasoft was purple, Supersoft was red, Soft was yellow, medium, white, and hard blue, with the final being a super hard orange. Yeah. I've never seen the super hard run. What is super run. hard? Is yeah. that just it, like a, a solid tire? Like a solid piece of rubber? I guess. It, honestly, it's probably what we would know as like one of those super fast tires that you see on Corvettes. Yeah. Or, you know, that's or, probably super hard. Or a tractor tire. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, they still need to have S tons of grip. Oh, yeah. Chances oh, yeah. are that it's what... It's still slicks. Yeah, the tires that don't last but maybe 15,000 miles for us, and we're sitting there, it's bullshit. That's probably what the ultra hards or the super hards are. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I do we're running a little long. Let's go into, though, the uh, safety equipment and stuff because there's an S-ton of that, too. I have one, one, one final question so, of tires. Mm. Do they treat the track? No. There you go. But it is tarmac. We're not talking about, like, standard asphalt. 
where it's really ripply and all that. Yeah. It's here's it's very, yeah. very smooth. Here's an here's an interesting thing that happens in Formula One that doesn't happen in NASCAR. Um, in NASCAR, you have the truck series race and then the do they still do like, that? nationwide, yeah. like the, the minor league race. I think it's called the nationwide series still. Yeah. Um, and then they run like so those are like on Saturday. Yeah. And then the so, so Monster cool. Energy Series race, which is the main one, runs on Sunday. I thought it was Winston Cup. It's Winston. been a long time. <laughs> that, a long time since that it's been, been Winston. The, the nationwide would yeah. be Winston. Okay. Gotcha. Right? No, when, when, the Winston Cup used to be like the main series. So it went sure? to, I it thought was, that was like the. It was Winston Cup, league. and then it went to Sprint Cup. Uh huh. And then like two, four years ago, three years ago, something like that, it changed to the Monster Energy. Weird. Um, I always cup. thought the Winston Cup was like the uh, the farm farm league farmers league. No, that was the I, I want to say it's the nationwide <laughs> series now. Uh, for a minute, it was the Xfinity series, um, and there was another one that I I just I can't remember now. But Can yeah, I tell you how so many they only, people so care. So they run two races. Yeah. B- b- uh, beforehand, uh, after qualifying for Formula One on Saturday, mm-hmm. they run like five other races. So what ends up happening is, is all the rubber that they've put down on the track during practice and qualifying and all that uh-huh. gets replaced by Formula 2, Formula Renault. Uh, there's a touring car series that, that goes with them as well to Formula most races. E. Um, Formula E does not travel with them. Okay. No, so they're on like a different schedule. Um, so, but basically what ends up happening is their tire compounds rip all the rubber out of the yeah. track and get replaced it. So when they start uh, the race, like there's rubber on the track, it's but ice. it's different. It's, it's ice. different yeah. rubber than what was on there for qualifying and stuff, which is right. a whole which other different, level of different compounds of tire are not going to mix. Yeah. So so the so yeah, but uh, to, to move on to the safety thing because there's there's that, and then there's two quick things that I want to mention before sure. we wrap this up. Yeah, um, Brian, I've gone an hour. Just me rambling. Yeah. Well, I we feel like I've been rambling you. for forty minutes. Well, you kind of have, but that's yeah. okay. Um, so the, the, the really interesting thing, or like one of the coolest things about these things, these vehicles is they are open tops and for they're open, everything except for engine. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty open much. Yeah. Wheel. Open wheel, open suspension. You know, I mean like you can, you see that the drivers, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, but because there have been so many fatalities, they're obviously, you know, they try and make these things as safe as possible. Sure. Um, well, you don't want people dying regularly. Correct. Uh, during your race. Yeah. Day. I mean, like, it's it's not what, in the best what interest. What is the 70s NASCAR? I know, right? <laughs> um, Sorry. Or 80s, I mean, well, 90s. 70s Formula One, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, ridiculous. Racing um, in the yeah, 70s. Racing, racing in the 70s in, in general. 70s. Roll cages weren't a thing. Um, or if they were, they, they were realized fake. that they were heavy, so they put in wood. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So aside from, you know, crash helmets, neck braces, things that they wear, fire suits, obviously, mm. um, the the cockpit of these um, vehicles is essentially this, like, indestructible, like, coffin, really. Yeah. It's, right. like, the best way I can describe it. That the driver sits in. Now, granted, it is open over the top with right. like, their torso and their head, mm. but anything coming up, like if you if they go head on into a barrier, mm. um, 
usually the car will crumple to a to an extent, but mm-hmm. there's there's a like a lattice work of structure around them mm. to keep them from you know being impacted by it, like not and being like, buried in like, said coffin. Exactly. Um, I I mean you can you can find tons and tons of Formula One crash videos where they these things roll. Yeah. And every single piece of bodywork, tires, brakes, suspension, you know, every piece of aero is flying everywhere. And then and that all that's pod. left. And then the engine too. Like I mean, yeah. like the engine will start to rip out the back of it. Right. But that pod with the driver will still be intact. Yeah. And they will get up and mm-hmm. they will walk away. Yep. It is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to watch. Yeah. You want to know what the the cockpit is called in a Formula One car. What was that death? The, the survival cell. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's about right. It Can is I about be right. Honest? Possibly the coolest <laughs> way yeah. to call savior ass pod. Yeah. There's um. I I I noticed this like two years ago when I was watching because like it looks like there's just like rigid body panels all the way around them to the point where it's even like touching their necks. Yeah. And stuff. Um, there's like a foot's worth of, of like industrial foam padding yeah. there that's like it's around their necks. That's like integrated into the body. It's like a panel yeah. that when they sit down, they like install it over them. Yeah. So like if their heads go left and right, like it's into foam and stuff. I mean like yeah. it's it's crazy. Well, it, look, again, you don't want dudes dying once, twice, three times a season. Yeah. And – Again, they're going 200 miles an hour around a turn. Yeah. You know, like, do you know what happens if you don't have all of that and at 200 miles an hour you hit a wall even on the side? Your fire suit becomes a bag to hold your stuff so they know where you are. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest advancement, like you mentioned earlier, though, uh, and for some reason it, it became like a... A point of controversy for a while, like sure. whether they should do it or not. And I mean, I guess I maybe not for some reason. I get it, like the history of it yeah, being open. Formula cockpit. One has been around for so yeah. long and is so prestige that tradition is everything. Yeah, and so, but starting last year, they installed what they call the halo, which is essentially kind of like a roll bar it's that a roll goes, hoop. yeah, a hoop over the cockpit. I swear to God, you said poop. Uh, rollover poop. Uh, rollover poop. Over the poop. cockpit. Which and probably happens too. That's right down the center. So like if you look straight ahead, there's actually a bar in front of you. Um, but I'm sure that doesn't get in the way at all. Most most of the drivers actually say that they I mean after driving it a little bit, they've gotten used to it because they, they say that they very rarely are just staring straight ahead. Right. They're they looking are at the next. Looking at these at the markers on the side of the tracks looking at their mirrors looking at their at their steering wheel for you know whatever and it's not like it obstructs an entire car right so it's 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 something that the drivers have gotten used to they still don't like it sure um i will say and this is this should be the least important thing it does look dumb (laughs) it does i I totally agree it ruins the look of the cars. I yeah. up until that point, I thought Formula One cars were the coolest looking. I think yeah. they still are, I, but I it substantially has dropped. I we're, don't like the look of them with the roll bars. But and honestly, over time, people it, it it'll either get ignored 
or yeah. it will become part of the design so much that they'll go, eh. And keep in mind, this is the first generation of it. Correct. It very well could here in the next few years become this very sleek um, part of the car. This was yeah. kind of a last moment, like, crap, we need to save. And it wasn't it like the first weekend that it was out, like somebody got saved because yep. the wheel yes. came off and would have just well, smashed it was It into. wasn't the wheel. Um, a car got airborne. Yeah. And the under chassis of it landed on that halo. So, and I, I want to say it was Danny Kafiat that like got landed on. So he probably would have died. And he wasn't because the halo was there. Yeah. I can tell you that more than likely he has no problem with the halo now. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I've gotten used to the way they look. Um, I kind of don't really notice them as much anymore. I still and notice are them every they once ugly? in a while, but yes, but, They'll figure that out because, again, like Formula One's such a big thing. They don't want their cars to look yeah. ugly. There was an early concept of this that wasn't a roll bar. It was like a windscreen. Yeah. Um, so it was going to be like a uh, like in, like a steel enforced or like a something. It was a like enforced plexi, like half of a screen mm-hmm. that went up to basically like the height of where the halo is. And then mm-hmm. that was going to be like the roll bar incorporated into the screen. Right. Um, but they, I believe they, they got rid of that because since they don't come in for pit stops, but once a race, usually the, you can't clean that. No. And so look, when you're driving down the road and you see that bug hit your windshield and it's right in your line of sight, you hit the windshield washer. It's fine. They don't do that in racing. What they have is what's called a tear off. Yep. And it's basically a big clear sticker and they just, tear it off and then go the pit crew has to do that because obviously the driver can't reach it in formula one they do have the tear offs on the visor yeah like they can reach their visor yeah like uh like a moto gp driver right they have them on their helmets they have like five or six of them that are stuck on there right they couldn't and they couldn't do it on the windscreen because again the pit crew would have to do it and once or twice a race. Yeah. So and the pits only last. I mean, a good pit stop is under two seconds. Yeah. So. And it would take longer to get the tear off off. Probably the tear off 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 off. The fuck! Off, you off. change tires that fast. I it one, is. I know. One it is a beautiful thing to watch when it's yeah, done well, correctly. And, and well. that's another thing that I want to just touch on real quickly. Aren't the jacks built into the frame? Not anymore. They used used to to be be that you plugged in an air hose to the side, pressured up these four pistons that went went boom at the bottom, and the car went straight up. They unplugged the air. It was one is incredibly simple. Two, it was beautiful in its simplicity because it was just a pressure system that you plugged up an air hose to, made these little air powered sticks. Push up the car, you unplugged it, the sticks went back up because they were spring loaded, and you drove away. Yeah. The, uh, the now there's there's actually two. There's one in the back and one in the, like there's two jack. Oh, I've men seen that. It's they come like in. they're like little carts almost, yeah, and the, like they drive up like to a them dolly. and it just yeah, and they just lift it up and then they put it back down and slide it out. Well, um, it, it, look online. You can actually see like some cars that were just completely obliterated, like the wheels fell off. And so a tow truck comes up and hoists it up, but the nose is dangling too far. So some dude is walking behind the tow, tow truck holding up the nose yeah. with one hand. Yeah. yeah. They're incredibly yeah, they don't weigh light. Much. They yeah. don't weigh much. But so, they're very structurally 
rigid. Yeah. Talking about like racing in general, um, and I saw this like takeover Formula D is like different safety regs, right? The Hans device, uh, arm straps if you're not going to run with Plexi Windows or Lexan. And so like at first drivers hated that. But what happens in FD cars, they fill with smoke. So mm-hmm. if you run with Lexan Windows, you know, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And but, if you roll, you're going to lose an arm right. if you're not strapped So that's down. why they, they incorporated arm straps into the suits and then the Hans device. And it is something that they'll get used to over time. And I watched a video of a F1 driver um, cockpit. And you're right. It's, it, it is dead center. It is an eyesore. But like as quick as those cars are going, all you're seeing, even in even in like GoPro footage, was like the sides. You were never like I not driving, just watching a video, looking at the track in front of the driver, was never like it wasn't there for me. Yeah. So I can see that and I can see like it is the pedigree, it is the the history of like we've never run these, we don't need to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you don't die, yeah. right. Well, it's kind of <laughs> one of those good things thing. like That's your good eyes. Thing always see your nose but your brain right. damn it <laughs> filters it out yeah you know it, so it's kind of the same thing with that center post is that at first you definitely see it and over time it goes away it's invisible yeah so, Dude, so. sick call out uh if you have any questions or you want to learn more about formula one go to their official website they have mm-hmm. like every bit of information i've provided on this because i don't know shit about one <laughs> yeah. has yeah, come directly been, from their website. Yeah, I was yep. say you've been searching. So, well, and that was that was actually like the last kind of thing that I've been wanting to talk about is that mm-hmm. they realize that there is there are tons and tons of people, specifically in the United States, that know absolutely jack yeah. about Formula One. Um, so the the first of these two things that I wanted to, that I want to bring up is um, on Netflix right now there is a documentary series that. Uh, Formula One did in conjunction with Netflix that they basically had camera crews in the paddocks all last season. And yeah. so you get to get, you get to see up close and personal what's happening during these races with the drivers. It's uncensored. And it, for someone who follows it as much as I do, yeah, I learned a lot of things about what happened last year from this documentary and That's because kind of, of the level of this, coverage yeah, like, and that it, it gets. Do you remember what it's called? Because we have it up right here. Uh, we looked it up again. I actually forget what it's up. called. It's called uh, I, I, Formula One Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. I keep wanting to call it Road to F1 for some reason. And really quick. And, and Netflix? Let's all slow clap for Netflix. Okay? Yeah. All of us. Just, it's so good. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. Netflix? That will be $50, please. Yes. For real. Actually... If you want to hit us up, I just need an R33 GTS. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I need. Um, Anyways, yeah, it, it gives you it gives you this amazing insight into what goes on during race weekends and at at the the team facilities and stuff. There's interviews with people. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I was kind of bummed because they kind of highlight every team in Formula One. Yeah, minus Mercedes and Ferrari, which are the top two. Uh, teams. And maybe that's why. And well, and by the end of it, I realized that they, you're right. They they probably did it on purpose, because I got to learn way more about Force India, which is now Racing Point, um, Sauber, which is now Alpha Romeo. Same teams. They just changed the names. Sure. Um, Williams, Renault, McLaren, Red Bull. These teams and Haas. 
these teams I knew very little about. Yeah. Up until watching this documentary. Sure. I know the names of the drivers and the crew chiefs and like the presidents of the, you know, the, the, I knew about them. I knew some. You knew the head, but the head. I got, I got more information about them and now I'm way more invested mm-hmm. in what's going on with these teams. And because with I Haas know especially more about root them. for the home team. Look, I think Haas being in F1 is a fantastic thing and I hope they do well. But yeah. I have been a Mercedes fan for since I since I started watching Formula One. Um, my favorite driver has been Lewis Hamilton since I started watching Formula One. Since before he was driving, yeah, uh, for Mercedes, like I was a fan of his. Okay, so it's not just because he's you know become like the world champ and and everything like that. Like before, it's he important was- to note that he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Okay, look. The only reason you brought that up is because he's wearing a goddamn shirt. No, no, no. He he is. So he did his time oh, until true. the 2003 Super Bowl, and he stuck with them all the way up to 2019, okay? And we had rough last year. He is not against rooting for somebody who's not good. Same. That's very true. It, it's true. I'm a Niners I, fan, so I get it. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a Houston Texans fan. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if I were to choose one, I'd probably go Red Bull. So Aston up until yes, mm. so the, like the Red Bull team, since they are not backed by a specific manufacturer, like they are not a specific manufacturer, like Ferrari, Mercedes, Renault. Yeah, um, they had to go out and partner with folks. Now, That's I, a hell of a team to partner with. Well, but the issue, the thing is, is they're not running Aston Martin engines. I know. Yeah, they were running Renault engines so until confusing. this year. They are running <laughs> Hondas. I know. The only good Honda engine is the F1 engine. I'll say it. I'll admit it. I mean, from what we've heard during preseason testing and what we saw during the race this this past weekend, um, it it did a fantastic job. There you go. Guess who still was having issues? Renault. Renault. That was the that was so that was the thing that was happening last year is that uh, Renault provides engines. So does Ferrari. So does. I know you're about ready Honda. to go down a wormhole. Does um, the does the Mercedes car run a Mercedes yes. engine? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mercedes. Everything. I don't believe Mercedes supplies any parts to any other teams. I could be wrong on that, um, but I know for. I mean, yes, they are running Mercedes engines. Ferrari is running Ferrari engines. Like Toro Rosso runs Honda. Like it's yeah. on the car. Yes. I, that makes me curious though. What what Honda engine is? This? Is it there any consumer equivalent, no. or is it just no? no. It is a, a specific all Formula of these, One. All of these are these are all these are all purpose built for Formula One. So yeah, um, I only want one of those in a Honda, a, a Honda <laughs> right? consumer vehicle. Right, get on it, what? man. Yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty dope. Get back to me with what so, you, uh, what that costs. I have one one question again. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this before. I think we talked about this when we all respectively went around and discussed our preferred automotive viewing. Yeah. Um, so Aston, they're building the rest of the car, but not the sourced engine. They are partnering with Red Bull to build vast majority of that car. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say maybe other than yeah. how, now. And that does and that Honda was, provide just the engine or the trans axle as well? I believe it's just the power unit. Okay. However, cool. one of the biggest points of contention with Red Bull and Renault over the past few years is that Renault, they they agreed to provide the engines, but it was kind of like a what we're giving you is what you get. They were a black box. Essentially. They yeah. had like Red Bull had no say in what was happening with that engine. So they had to basically build that car 
around whatever Renault gave them, and they still came became the third best team in Formula yeah. One with that. And now Honda is giving them free reign to be yeah. Part Honda is working with them, cooperating with it's them. An, to it's do, important to note that Renault didn't do this with their other teams. Just not Red to Bull. the extent, yeah, not to the extent that they were doing for Red Bull, which I don't understand. I really don't. That was a really weird relationship. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, the last thing that I want to mention, and the, and something that is something that's really cool to look forward to, uh, is the level of or the amount of young drivers, new drivers that we have this year. Um, you know, Formula One is is a constant, you know, changing thing, and it is, it's. It's interesting to see these teams make driver changes, yeah, um, and to promote young, promising drivers from the lower tiers to the higher tiers. So I just wanted to highlight. I just wanted to, like the names of new drivers to Formula One this year. Um, there are seventeen drivers. That's awesome. That's it. No, no. I mean, like that's total. That's the whole field. Yeah, I know. Like that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to know the field. When there are 17 as opposed yes. to 11,000 yeah. like in <clears throat> NASCAR. Right. Uh, 17 drivers, five of them are new to Formula One this year. That See, to me, that's a really cool prospect. I think that's, that's super cool. Now, you know, we had a handful of drivers either retire or get bumped out of their seats that have been around for a very, very long time. Uh, guys like Fernando Alonso, mm. uh, Esteban Ocon is a uh, backup driver now. I don't understand why, mm. um, you know. But now we get politics. To, yeah, but we get to watch. Uh, so the, these guys' names are uh, Robert Kubica from Williams, George Russell from Williams, uh, Antonio G. I, can't, I always struggle with this guy's name. Giovinazzi. Wow, that's close. Uh, yeah. from Alfa Romeo. Uh, Alexander Albon, uh, he's driving for Toro Rosso, and Lando Norris is uh, driving for McLaren. Uh, these guys are—they're super, super young. Yeah, he looks like a baby. They Lando are all—they yeah. are all super young. I think. I think they Lando said Lando Norris looks like he's twelve. Yes, he yeah. looks like a well, baby. Um, up until la- I think Max Verstappen, who is the who you would say is like the head driver for Red Bull, uh, I believe he turned twenty-one last year. He could become mm-hmm. the youngest world young champion too. ever. And he's making more money um, than any of us, all three of us together, will make in our lifetime. Yeah. So uh, they're really could pushing. also die every time he every does his job. Every time he gets behind the wheel. But that's. Uh, it sounds I've, awesome. Yeah. I have one final thought on drivers. Yeah. Sergio Perez looks like Tom Cruise. He, he kind of does. He, he kind of does. Oh, I thought that was Tom Cruise. <laughs> right, right. Anyways. So, yeah. It's. I don't know. There's just so much that I could ramble on, and I mean, we, we need did. to talk about Formula One more often because um, Brian is passionate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely hey, love it. This is your one I episode. Absolutely, I know. I, it's the only one I get. You don't get another episode till next year. That's very true. So that's very true. But um, well, I absolutely love it. I think it's something that that if you are a fan of racing and you don't watch this series, I think you're missing out. Um, I'm not the kind of person that says that this is better than NASCAR. Or that NASCAR is better, or whatever. I will. Um, I'll, I'll say that. In all honesty, they're too different. They're they're too different to really be able to compare. Right. The, Formula the, One is good. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. Uh, 
Um, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. I would say I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Um, but it's it, they're different styles. They're different. They they're are. different things. There's different elements to it. Um, and I've gone on this show plenty of times saying that I think NASCAR is a better series than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, it is a it is a fairly watchable thing. It is it is when it's exciting. It is very exciting when things are happening. But the length of races, the time that it takes, things like that. I mean, there has a lot of things that I think could that it could learn from Formula One. Just uh-huh. like, however, I think Formula One could learn a few things from NASCAR. Case in point, what they've been doing in the United States Grand Prix, trying to make it more of a spectacle. Yeah. To get more people to come and we'll, to be, in, you know, we'll get so to that. We'll, things like another that. topic, another day. Yeah. Okay. But final thought on my part here is. I I really think that the American public, the reason why they're not watching racing is because what they know is NASCAR, which is all down to the driver. Now, that's fine. You need to have a good driver. But variances in cars and race cars is a good thing. It brings in another aspect of it. It becomes less two-dimensional. F1 has that on lock. It's much like in Formula D. It's much like in Australian supercar. It's a three-dimensional sort of race as opposed, you're bought into not just the driver, but also bought into the team that put together the car, the car itself, the this and the that. Get out there, watch some Formula One. Until next time, I am Dan Nichols. I'm Brian Sanchez. And I'm Tim Wesley. Now get out of my garage!